Time to saddle up, partners, and hit the trail onto the twisted road of fake history. Over the rolling plains, through sagebrush and cactus, and straight into the wild and problematic tales of the Old West. There it is, just over the ridge. You're headed straight into another episode of Hoofbeats in My Heart for a third time. There ain't no ifs, ands, or buts with the hoofprints on my guts from all them hoofbeats in my heart for a third time. Episode 4, Pencil Point, that's the point. When Ruby withdrew lots of cash from the bank in town, the bank considered it a hold up. Now a posse hunts her down And Marshall Brown is so contagious That he and Ruby are torn apart But now Cody's also succumbing To who beats in her heart One, the sun is rising in a beautiful orange and blue sky Two, the rain has stopped. Three, we have arrived at our destination, the picturesque town of Pencil Point. Four, Miss Cody Kayafi the Canadian Canary sits atop the wagon with me, quietly leaning on my shoulder and gently asleep as I drive the horses. Five, The owners of this theatrical troupe, the doctor and the colonel, are also slumbering inside the wagon. Six. I am about to be cured of my contagious condition of hoofbeats in my heart. And seven. I am embarking on the greatest opportunity of my lifetime by entering the hallowed stages of the theatrical profession. All is well. All is well. Now I need to locate the Pencil Point Municipal Opera House, where we will be performing our first show this evening for the community. I demand you stop your wagon immediately. Whoa! Whoa! Are you addressing me, madam? Oh, of course! I'm addressing you, driver. I need you to immediately inform someone in authority from your theatrical company that Mrs. Lucretia Sneef, chairwoman of the Pencil Point Municipal Opera House Uplift Committee, wishes to speak to them. I am here to direct your company to the aforementioned Pencil Point Municipal Opera House and then the Pencil Point Mighty Plush Hotel. And be quick about it, driver. I? A driver? Because I am perched atop this show wagon and holding the reins of these horses? (laughs) See this brass badge? I am Marshall Brown. Marshall Shiloh Brown. Marshall? You... Can't arrest this theatrical company, Marshal? Why, the very idea. 
They have a contract with the Pencil Point Municipal Opera House Uplift Committee to perform in town this very evening. Oh, no, no. Fret not, Mrs. Sneef. I am, in fact, an integral cog in the wheels of this drama-saturated traveling theatrical enterprise. You see, I am under the medical care of Dr. Blister himself, and in exchange, I am providing my expertise as a federal marshal to provide the full protection of the law to this organization. And, and I dare say, I am about to also make my theatrical debut this evening. A theatrical debut in our very own Pencil Point Municipal Opera House? A chronicle for the ages unfolding in our town tonight? Oh, glory be, my spine has just shivered. Do you understand? It just shivered, Marshal. Is that... Is that good? Good? It's spectacular. Do you realize the alignment of destinies? Our municipal opera house has just installed the first advanced stage lighting system in the Western Territories. Advanced stage lighting? For my debut. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Professor Kaufpuffer designed it to be the first lighting system powered by explosives. Explosives? What a novel yet logically efficient innovation in theatrical mechanics. I'm anxious to see it in operation. Continue leaning on my shoulder and return to your dreams, Miss Kayafi. Ooh, all right. Miss hmm. Kayafi, a great universal truth has just been revealed during these dawn hours. Specifically, the world is not quite ready for stage lighting powered by explosives. a weasel asleep, this a-riding in a knobby, highfalutin' carriage is might powerful relaxing, ladies. Ah. For usual, for me, I'm most times a-riding in a saddle, trampoosing the muck in my boots. Me and Lettuce are right gladified for to be having the famous likes of Ruby Bookaroo, the bandit queen of the cowboys, a-sharing our carriage ride. Surely tain't nothing, Ruby. Me and Charlotte was a-heading out to Pencil Point, just the same as you was, to be a-meeting up with the Blister and Bucket highly first-rate traveling theatrical show to join up and do our dancing and such. See? We got ourselves a contract. Hmm. Appears to be a piece of paper with a line drawn across it. That's for sure genuine for that outfit. You never done told us what your business is with the traveling show, Ruby. You got yourself a contract? Do you do rope tricks with your snakeskin lariat? Nope. It shows I can return a fancy watch. See? 
Ooh, this here is a rip-snorting top top piece. Look at Charlotte. Ah, ma, it's heavy. Who's it be belonging to? Oh, a pine-headed polecat named Marshall Shiloh Brown. Well, how in blazes did you get a lawman's watch, Ruby? Forget how she done got the watch, Charlotte. I'm wanting to know why she's giving it back. You see, ladies, I was soft down on Marshall Brown. Hoofbeats in my dang heart. But it done got me all wumble-crop in the head and the belly. So's I soured on him dang quick-like for on account of my health. But he ain't such a bad feller. So's I'm aiming on just returning his watch and then... Stop the wagon, ladies. My ears, there's a picking up something coming up quick from behind whoa, us. Whoa, whoa there! What you listening for, Ruby? Hmm. I'm a betting bacon to bricks it's a certain posse from the town of Wobbly Hills. They's having a mind to be catching up with me about an account I done opened up at their bank. <laughs> Hate to be skedaddling, it's here soft carriage and your fine company, ladies, but this'll be where we be parting ways. Ho, whippoorwill! Hold still there, girl. I'm a-riding ahead to meet up with that there party I'm a-hankering to meet up with at Pencil Point. Then I'll vamoose mighty quick from this here territory. Uh, whereabouts is this here Pencil Point, Miss Charlotte? Hmm. See that there tall column of black smoke sort of reaching for the sky down the road a piece? Right. It's looking like a burning building or something. It's coming direct like from where Pencil Point is at for sure. Turn right and cut down this here gully, Ruby. It's a shortcut. Much obliged, ladies. Come on, Whippoorwill. Oh, girl. Glory be, Charlotte. The dancing team of Ruse and Romaine done gone and shared a carriage ride with Ruby Buckaroo in person like. Look at her flaming the breeze for Pencil Point. And she's hitting the road like a barrel full of lightning because that there posse is a coming up on the road behind us. Good day, my good ladies. I am Mr. Erasmus Pettipot of the Wobbly Hills Bank and Trust Institution. After a fraudulent theater experience and a good night's rest, this posse and I are searching for Miss Ruby Buckaroo, the bandit queen of the cowboys. Have you by any chance come across her on this road? No. Mr. Pettipot, the lady on the left, she's a holding a watch. The watch. The one that belongs to Ruby Buckaroo. Is that so, Henry Jacob? Yes, sir. I'm right sure of it. I'd question right quick these two petticoats. My good ladies, how are you in possession of that particular watch? It belongs to the bandit we are hunting down. Oh. Oh, this little old watch, uh, it, um, it done belonged to my dear beloved grandpappy. Land sake, Lettuce, uh, this here palsy is a representing the law. We ain't got no reason to be afeard of telling the truth to these fine of fine gentlemen. <laughs> Understand? Oh, that true. You see, gents... A lady was a-riding all smoke and blazes past us and then turned to the left. 
up this here mountain trail. She done made the turn so dang fast, she dropped this here watch, and then Lettuce here called out to her. I surely did. What did I say, Charlotte? Lettuce called out to the lady, you done gone and dropped your pretty watch. And the lady calls back, she says, I'm in a powerful hurry. Meet up with me at Dumplings and Gravy Pass, where I'm a-hiding out for to return the watch to me. I told you the watch would lead us to that blasted ruby buckaroo! There is no time to lose! Off to the Dumplings and Gravy Pass, man! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get up here! Yeah. Get up here! Yeah. Do you observe any more, Dr. Blister? I'm believing that there's one little old burning ember right there, Mrs. Sneef. And so it is. Pardon my water bucket, Marshal Brown. Most certainly, ma'am. There. Ladies and gentlemen, as a duly appointed United States Marshal, I hereby declare the Pencil Point Municipal Opera House fire officially extinguished. You good citizens of Pencil Point are now free to return to your homes, stores, shacks, tents, caves, or wherever. Order, for the moment, has been restored. Mrs. Sneef, I'm of a mind to be thinking we ain't gonna be playing the grand opening night of the blistering bucket highly first-rate traveling theatrical show at this here theater tonight, no how. I'm afraid your theatrical intuition is correct, Dr. Blister. And I'm so sorry you and your company won't be able to experience the unveiling of our innovative, explosive-powered stage lighting system. And yet somehow, Mrs. Sneef, looking at this smoldering wreckage, I feel we already have. I am so disappointed. There, there. Weep not, Mrs. Sneef. As a newly minted member of the show business fraternity, I am not disappointed. Oh, no, no. For I am guided by a fundamental rule of the stage. A huge smoking pile of burned timbers and ashes shall not deter our show from performing tonight. How so, Marshal Brown? How? How will I not be deterred by this... This mountain of charred debris? Um, imagination. Imagination, that's how. Aho, the very lifeblood of the theater. Wonderful, Marshal Brown. How? How what? Will you use imagination to continue with your performance? Um, why, I pretend there is an opera house standing here as opposed to this hill of scorched rubble. Can you see it, Mrs. Sneef? There, that's the stage. And just above it, look, hanging down in all its majestic glory, the curtain, a sumptuous purple velour curtain. I can see it, yes. Behold, the seats, row after row of seats, filled with eager patrons. And there, suspended along the back, I see the balcony with even more seats and filled with even more playgoers. Listen, can you hear it? What? 
What do I hear, Marshal Brown? Feet, Mrs. Sneef. Yes, feet. The feet of the patrons. Stomping. They're stomping their feet. And whistling. They're impatient for the show to begin. I hear them. The house lights are dimming. 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 Out. The purple velour curtain slowly rises. It's... It's my cue for my theatrical debut. The eager audience won't be let down. Oh, no, they won't. Marshal Shiloh Brown will give them a performance they will never, ever forget. I take a deep breath, and I bound upon the sacred floorboards of the stage to deliver my opening speech from the ancient Greek poet Achilles' heel. Oh, Democritus, humongous, tremble not at the... Marshal Brown, are you all right? It's a looking like he done crashed clean through the burnt up floorboards and fell into what's left of the dang basement. I'm sorry, Dr. Blister. About what, Miss Cody? I scoured that half of the town like you asked, but I don't see any suitable place to hold our show tonight. Don't worry none, Missy. Colonel Bucket was a-trotting over in the other direction to look for... And there he be. Did you turn over any lucky cards in that part of town, Colonel? I turned over four aces, Doc. I believe I found the perfect location where we can give our evening performance. It's over yonder. Why, that's the General Wilfred Cackleberry Memorial Courthouse. Looks to have enough room for us and the good citizens of this town, Mrs. Sneef. Colonel, you old dog, this'll make our plan even easier to pull off. That there courthouse is across the street from the dang bank. Yes, sir, Doc. You're the one who always says you have to think big. Brilliant, gentlemen. You have transformed a catastrophe into pencil point theatrical history. Glory be, my spine has just shivered again. Is that good? Good? Oh, yes, yes. We can even have Professor Kaufpuffer recreate his advanced stage lighting design with the explosives. So, Mrs. Snafe, how's about the Colonel and me and you mosey on over to that there restaurant and discuss hauling in a piano and curtains and such into the courthouse for to make it a proper theater for our performance tonight? Yes, let's. Dr. Blister? Yes, Miss Cody? Have you seen Marshall Brown? I do believe he's done had some business down in the basement of the theater. Basement? This is a burned-out building. Marshall Brown? Are you down there, Marshall Brown? One moment, Miss Cody. He's one of the dogs down Marshall Brown? Oh my goodness! Let me help you out of there! Are you hurt? Well, my theatrical imagination has taken a beating. Oh, you need a hug! Mm. That certainly helps matters. 
No, wait. I can't hug you. I'm betraying my loyalty to my dear friend, Ruby Buckaroo. Well, I... No, wait. Your attractiveness. Your raw allure, Marshall Brown. I can't. I can't resist. I must hug you. Well, if you must... I must, Marshall Brown. Dear. Oh. I'll never let you get hurt anymore, Marshall Brown. Dear. Did I just hear you verbalize my name and append the word dear to the end of it? Yes, yes, dear. Kiss me. I... Oh, I should definitely fall through floors into basements on a regular basis if this is the result. Oh, no, don't. Oh, yes, please do. Oh, yes, dear. Kiss me. And there's that word dear again that... see the Milky Way. And look, there's Jupiter. <gasps> What's come over me? Something wonderful. But I... I need to register at the hotel. I'll meet you there for breakfast in a short while to discuss us, dear. Yes, indeed. Toodaloo, dear. I look forward to having your two eyes staring at me across a breakfast table while simultaneously having two sunny-side-up eggs staring at me from my plate. Oh, Whippoorwill, whoa, whoa, I picked up some grit in my eyes. Ow! Sorry for to be interrupting you, stranger. Didn't mean to be holding up your intimate goings-on with your lady friend, but I'm a-looking for a feller named Marshall Shiloh Brown. If you remove the prairie dust from your eyes, Miss Buckaroo, you'll discover it's me. Good morning. I'm so glad to see you upright and fully recovered from the hoofbeats in your heartitis that you caught from me last time. Who? Excuse me? Who was... That woman. Um, who was what woman? The hugging and the kissing and a looking at her eyes over the table and eggs in your plate, woman. Oh, that woman. You dang skeezik! Look here, Marshall Brown. Just cause you ain't my bow no more don't mean you ain't my bow no more. I, uh, what? But wait, we went our separate ways, it was your choice. But wait, is that some jealousy I hear in your voice? No, I ain't got no jealousy, you dang mutton head. And you're plumb disremembering just what I said. If and you think I'm feeling for you, mister, it's no. Cause it sure ain't my fiddle, but you're still my bow. But why, why did you reappear out of the blue? But why, why so inquisitive, you said with room? Cut your dang blusteration, you're just blasting hot air. Yeah, I'm spying on you, but it ain't cause I care. Don't you think that I'm pining for you, Mr. Tainso? Cause it sure ain't my fiddle, but you're still my bow. You'll stop confronting me. Yep. And you'll stop hunting me. Nope. 
You'll be the due to me. Yep. Well then, go through with me. Hmm. Nope. If a woman is with you, then I'm sure gonna check. If that woman ain't me, I'm a in your neck. And I'm keeping you a frying like a pan full of dough. Partner, you'll have to twiddle in the middle of the griddle. Cause it sure ain't my fiddle, but you're still my bow. I trailed you all the way to Pencil Point to give you back your dang fancy watch. And this is what you're doing behind my back? Who's back? What about the contagious hoofbeats in my heart, remember? Remember nothing. Where are you hiding that lady at, Marshall Brown? Did she give you that there little red flower you got yourself pinned all pretty like on your shirt? This little red flower? For your information, it was given to me by Dr. Blister. Doc Blister! I'm gonna jump down your dang gullet and rip out your insides. No, no, Miss Buckaroo, honestly and truly. Let me show it to you up close. See? This little red flower represents my good standing in the show business community. You expect me to believe that? You believe that? I'm getting all collie wobbled again. Gad, she's fallen off her horse. Is there no end to my deadly masculine magnetism of hoofbeats in my heart? Listen for episode five, Ruby and the Marshal and Cody and Kaboom. Hoofbeats in my heart for a third time was written, composed, and directed by George Zog and starred Marcy Mencotti, Edwin Wall, Noel Dupuis, David Elliott, and North Homewood, and featured Anna Maria Alvarez, Joe Kurt, Nico Gerentis, John Lee, K.J. Matheson, Isabel Quintero, Barbara Rosenblatt, Ed Rutherford, Frank Stacio, and Kevin Tice. Musical direction, Twitchell Pond and his Wild West Vaquero. Recording engineers, Dave Langley and Haley Blomquist. Hoofbeats in My Heart for a Third Time was produced by Granville North Sheridan and Marcella Bernard for Headstall, Sir Single, and Cinch Productions.